and that's why Dylan's app is voluptuous. Hi, all my buddies. It's us, here at Semi-Automagic, Inc., a Dresden Files-flavored fate-accelerated podcast for all of your incredibly niche needs. Uh, I, for it's my sins... Niece. What's that? It's pronounced niece. It's really uh, not. not. There's an H. It's really not, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dude, we're just in the intro. We're already... Gets it. Wait, what happened, Jackie? That was uh, a Boy Meets World reference. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So, uh, as you probably guessed, that was Thony and Jackie. Hi. And the guy, the guy currently adjusting his camera is Dylan. But that's not relevant to you, the listener, because you don't listen to things you see. You see things you see. I am the owner of a voluptuous app. Yeah, you are, buddy. Okay. So we are here to do some stuff. Last time on Semi-Auto Magic Inc. Last time on Semi-Auto Magic Inc. Was that Crack Stuntman? Legendary famed voice actor? Yes, hello! Oh my god! I didn't know we had this kind of budget! Yeah, no, it, it getting him as a guest was really uh, difficult. His writer is incredible. Yes, I'm very expensive! Yeah, oh, I god. actually had to sell a piece of my ovaries to get him in here. <laughs> and it took up so much of our budget that we, we actually can't afford Magic Dave anymore. <laughs> no, Magic Dave! We still I know. have not Magic Dave, though. We never even got to meet Magic Dave, it's sad. Is there okay. semi-Magic Dave? No, there's just Magic Dave and non-Magic Dave. Semi-automagic Dave. Dave. <laughs> yeah. That's where I was going. Go. He's pseudo-canonical, though. <laughs> Which All right, this whole so, show. for realsies, last time on Semi-Automagic Inc., Okay, last time, yeah. Um, our buddies <laughs> met up back at the WC. They got them a whole bunch of plot in a little tiny space of time. It's and true. they met uh, with a mysterious Moon Man mystery machine, which was pretty great. And then uh, <laughs> made their way to Clackamas Middle School too. in the words of the eloquent in her brevity, uh, Peroa Dalma, fuck up a middle school in the middle of the night. Yep. Yep. Okay, so um, I took notes while I was Good. listening to this at work yesterday. <laughs> Good job. Because uh, why would you so, be working at work? Well, no, I was working. Just the phones weren't ringing. I had stuff to type up, so I can listen to stuff while I type things up. Okay. All right. I believe you. Uh, Perot Adama went north. Rowan went west. Uh, P.F. Chang went east. Solomon Byron, you stayed south, I guess. Good job. Yeah. And you sent Wake Wagner into the depths of the school alone. Well, no, I wanted him to be in a centralized location so that he could respond to threats. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so he uh, he set off armed with uh, an inflated sense of confidence and also uh, Moses Maimonides and Gary, the dust-up cousins, his yep. enchanted knuckle dusters. Okay, so who wants to go first? I don't care. Okay, then you, buddy. All right, Rowan. <laughs> You respond. I think everyone is too polite to be like, ooh, ooh, me. Polite, frightened. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Same, right. same, same thing. So, pol politened. There we go. Politened. So, are you going to head around, like, the exterior of the school, or are you going to go through it? What are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm going to look, like, if I see, like, a, a window or something that I can open or prop open or punch Oh, yeah, head. absolutely. Oregon middle schools are actually known for their unusually high window count. Okay, so I, I take whatever. <laughs> I mean, it makes no sense. Why do you guys need windows? You guys have no sunlight ever. Exactly, I mean, and we love to appreciate it. 
Yeah, so uh, when so there you're... is sunlight, they want as many windows as they can possibly fit in the building without compromising the structural or integrity of it. Right. To flash fry the students as soon as it comes out. So yeah, um, you open up a window. It's it's not locked because Oregon is perpetually in the 50s. Yep. And uh, it allows you entrance into what looks like a maths classroom. Um, uh, I leave the classroom. <laughs> uh, it's actually locked. Shit. I knock on the door. <laughs> what? There? <laughs> uh, yeah, astoundingly, no one answers in the <laughs> locked uh, middle school in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, okay, okay, so how is this door locked? Is it like a... Wait, how is a door locked from the inside of a... outside of a classroom? Locked well, no, it's just, it's just locked. So I unlock the door and leave. How do you unlock the door? It's inside a classroom, Casey. Well, yeah, but it's got keys, dude. I mean, it's got a keyhole. It was locked with a key from the outside. When have you ever seen a classroom or a room that that locks from the outside and not the inside? Well, you you can totally lock it from the outside, but it has a turnbuckle on the inside, right? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a fire hazard. Because, like, you... You're Locks are supposed hunter. to keep people out, not keep people in. Okie dokes, yes. You exit the <laughs> classroom into a darkened hallway. Um, <laughs> you feel tingly. I feel tingly? You do. What kind of tingly? Um, you know how when you when you were a kid and you went on vacation with your parents to see those relatives you didn't know? You yeah. were at a hotel, and they had a hot tub and a pool, and you thought that it was great fun to sit in the hot tub until you got real, 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 real hot. No, I gotta, I understand. The cold pool. And you go into the cold pool, and it just... Exactly. Yeah, feels it feels like crazy. your skin is shrinking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, is there a particular direction that I feel this coming from? Um... Like, is it just, like, the ambience of where I'm standing? Yes. Or, it's, okay. it's, it's ambient. If it's, it's pervading everywhere, like, around you. If it's coming from a particular direction, you can't suss that out. Okay. Um, is there, like, a map or a directory anywhere uh, around? Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. You find a, a You Are Here posting. Um, it's actually a two-story middle school, so it's it's got a couple of handy little guideposts. Why is this um, middle school so big? How big is Clackamas? Oregon believes in education. Clackamas is pretty big, dude. It's a larger suburb of Portland. Alright, um, I guess. Is there is there any kind of, like, basement or something yeah. like that? Uh, yeah, it's not it's not readily accessible by students, because, you know, there's no reason for them to be down there. It's Freddy Krueger town, but, yeah, uh, it exists. How close am I to it? There's a stairwell, maybe two hallways over, that leads down. All right, I head over to the the, the basement. Okay, cool. Basement door is locked. Uh, From the house. outside. With yeah, a chain so and I padlock. Yeah. No, no um, chain and padlock. Just a sphinx asking its riddles three. Oh, um, okay. What kind of... Uh, what kind of door is it? Um, standard heavy-duty school door, big, rectangular, handlebar-style handle. Uh, metal or wood? Um, metal. Okay. Uh... Wood doesn't last very long in extremely humid environments. Uh... <laughs> I shoot the lock. <laughs> All right. Um, Just the popping shot... this off with a bang. Yep. 
Yeah. Amazingly, that's the most violence any any Oregonian school system has ever seen. <laughs> Uh, that was darker than I meant it to be. Anyway, so you you shoot this lock, and the shot rings throughout the halls, but not as much as you'd think sure. it would. Yeah. As, if, yeah, as if it's being dampened by something. That's weird. Wanna, uh, if you if you wanted to take a look down the hall back the way you came, uh, it's kind of hard to see down there, and not just because it's dark. Um. Where so I'm on the you said the west entrance of yes, sir. you're on the west side the west, of, of the, the west camp. wing of the school. Um, you're on the Martin. I school. I use my speakeasy to relay the kind of wonkiness of the section I'm at uh, to my teammates and ask them uh, if they are kind of experiencing the same. Okay. And uh, at that, I think we'll cut to what they are experiencing, and then we can reconvene in a second. Who wants to go next? Jackie does. <laughs> Thank God for that thing that cuts silences when you edit this, Dylan, because... <laughs> yeah. All right. So, P.F. Chang, you're heading off to the east. Are you going through the interior of the school or going around the outside? Um, I'm going to go through the interior. Okay. Uh, through the interior, you uh, make your way through, and it makes it clear that the eastern wing of the school, which actually on the exterior faces like a, a small wooded area. That's like the uh, botany and earth sciences, that kind of thing. They've got their their greenhouses and whatnot out on the east side. So as you make your way through that wing of the school, that's kind of what those classrooms are dedicated to. You see uh you see posters and Little little ads people have put up for a uh, a homecoming game with the football team, which apparently no one has thought to take down, given the recent susurrus with the football team. But yeah, um, is there anything? Am I feeling anything particularly weird about any of the rooms I'm passing? Oh, and how you feel weird the whole time you're in there, uh, much like what Rowan feels. Your sort of your your extra senses are all lightened up with information that they don't really know how to process. Is uh so so since there's all these these weird sensations, it's like I'm not able to kind of feel out if it's coming from a particular direction or not. Um, you know what? Since you have embraced your unhuman side a little more handily than Rowan has, I'll say that your your senses are a little more finely tuned. So if you wanted to extend your uh your adorable fairy antennae, so to speak, um, you would get pings on that radar that actually seem to be coming from the center of the school, the way Wake Wagner went. Okay, I'm gonna take off down that way. Okay. And uh, um, I've still got my little communicating device thing, right? Your speakeasy? Yeah, it's still in your brow. Yeah, I'm gonna let Wake Wagner know that it seems to be coming from his area, so make sure he's on uh on guard, so to speak. I'll put a punch in the chamber. <laughs> okay. All right. So you head down that way. Um, Solomon. You are in the southern wing, which is actually the wing at the entrance. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, mostly uh, administrative. Okay. Um, and same, like, tingly nonsense. Um, are you using any of your wizard senses? Uh, no, I'm just walking through. Oh, okay. Then no. If you don't have that radar turned on, you don't feel anything. Okay. Um, then I'm going to go 
uh, kind of just bang through office doors and <laughs> see what I can find. <laughs> bah! <laughs> Absolutely. Just like, um, yeah. Jimmy, I'm open with my staff, just kind of nudge it in there and then... Like a, like that's, it's a big how that's how Steve's work. It's Absolutely. funny because what I'm imagining is 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 him walking through and just kicking. Because I'm assuming most of these doors have that like metal bar, like most public schools do. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Where you press yeah. it. So he's just kicking those open, <laughs> like we all wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were begging for it, but so, with yeah, like um, proper fireman's form, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, naturally. Yeah, he's taking courses. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to hurt his right. back. No, also, nope. kind of picturing him like, kind of like putting his arms up like defensively every time they cut open, like he's trying to brace against a, a what do you call it? A trap or an attack? No, like when um, oh backdraft. Yeah, backdraft. He saw that movie. He's been terrified ever since. Yeah, so <laughs> Solomon yeah, so, is um, just walking PTSD. <laughs> he really is. He's there's a lot going on with this guy. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you're in uh, the admin section. You have busted into uh, what looks like the principal's office, actually. Alrighty, do I see anything, like, out of the ordinary? Um, You see a file folder dropped onto um, the principal's desk that you actually recognize as being a copy of the one that the mayor had uh, from January Oleander regarding the expansion of the music program into the rest of the school campus. Right. There's a, um, there's a uh, there's a sticky note on that reads, "I think we all know this is for the best." Yikes. Okay. Uh, I open up the the file folder and like rifle through it to see if there's anything interesting in there. Um, well, Solomon's a bureaucrat, so yeah, actually, there's a ton that's interesting to him. Great. Awesome. <laughs> his his Leslie Nope side uh, lights <laughs> up like a Christmas tree. Ooh, um, logistics. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it all has to do with uh, budget proposals and equipment requisitions and how uh, a dedicated arts program will put this in a different tax bracket and they'll have to rezone the thing, but ultimately it'll be more cost effective. And, you know, Solomon isn't like an economic bureaucrat, but everything looks pretty tight. Is there anything in there about, like, specific locations around the school? Uh, how do you mean? Uh, just, like where equipment is going or anything like that. Oh yeah. There's some stuff about how the, um, the, what do you call them? Uh, greenhouses on the East side are going to be converted into, uh, glass performance chambers for recording and special audiences. There's uh, a note about how in honor of the school's prestigious history, um, a small monument in, in the center of the school will be, left standing just uh listing the school's many you know illustrious accomplishments and things like that in its previous history and cool. the um the what you call it their olympic sized swimming pool is actually going to be converted into a concert um what what do you call that what do you call that thing it's like an auditorium but uh a concert hall uh kind of yeah all right um all right i'm going to poke through the drawers in the desk which i assume are locked yeah, but they don't really present any challenge um, for someone with a gun or with uh, uh, Solomon's Solomon's know-how. Yeah. So yeah, you rifle through, and it's uh, it's fairly standard stuff. In one drawer, there's an entire file dedicated to what is just labeled the incident, and it's all letters from concerned parents and local moral groups about what happened with the coach and the football team. 
And the tone of the letters is surprisingly diverse. Uh, some people are just plain outraged. Some people are like, my son was counting on this football team to get a scholarship. What is he supposed to do now? He's a stupid, stupid boy. <laughs> oh, God, he's so stupid. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Theodore Preston went to Milwaukee or went to uh, Clackamas Middle School. Um, yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, do also, I find any uh, like booze in the the principal's desk? Yep, you find one metric booze. Great, I take it. Cool. Yes. You have one booze. There's also a uh, a videotape in a in the drawer with the folder. Cassette tape or? Uh, yeah, standard. Uh, it actually looks like like a like a security kind of tape. All right. Well, I'm gonna take that with me. Okay. Uh, but I'm not gonna put it into any like viewing devices yet because that would just break. Thanks. It would. Uh, so I'm just. Gonna I'm really. Take... really... I'm really mad and also really proud that you thought of that. <laughs> I'm going to take the magnetized tape and hope that magnets are a simple enough technology to not f- just break. Um, Solomon Solomon has a lead-lined coat pocket. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's a very heavy coat. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's a dumb joke. Uh, I that was take, a great joke. I liked it. <laughs> uh, so I, I take the cassette and I throw it in my, my lead pocket and oh. I... Uh, I move on to the next office or offices. Okay. I think, uh, I think lead pocket Byron private eye <laughs> might be another good, uh, That's title. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Uh, so I'm sorry. Where are you heading? Uh, the other offices and continuing towards the center of the school. Okay, cool. So you're all just sort of, you're starting out and you're, and you're all moving inwards to kind of converge. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, then you hear, uh, Fiona tell Punching McHuge that she is on her way to meet him in the middle, and you hear Rowan informing you. What, what were you saying to the guys, Rowan? I, I told him that this, like, because I was the first person in the school that the hallway's really wonky, like, I can't even see behind me, um, and the door's locked. Yeah, so you guys hear all of that. Okay. And... Uh, Rowan, as you bust open the basement door, it is pitch black in there. Like, you are likely to be eaten by a Gru black. And, uh, take uh, out Matchlight Match. God, Dylan, every time I think I couldn't love you anymore. <laughs> and there comes, not a backdraft exactly, but when you open the door, Thony, from the darkness comes what feels like a huge exhale. Is it, like, just wind, or does it feel like an exhale of, like, something? Well, uh, wind doesn't usually feel that warm, nor does it usually smell that bad. Okay. Great. Um, so, here's what I'm going to do. A low rumbling. Oh, the dumbest thing here. I've ever done Shut in this the door. campaign. Oh, no. I take no. out a vial of third eye. Shut <sighs> the door. <laughs> I use my third eye. <laughs> well, I take a vial, and I—is it injected? Is it snorted? Am I just drinking it? Like, I um, see. I've always I, imagined it like that thing from like the first episode of Cowboy Bebop, where oh, it's yeah, just a eye, thing you spray eye. into your yeah, face. I spray it in my fucking eye, <laughs> perfect directly. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. In the words of uh, of Mac Hall, everything magnifies, and the whole world just goes whum. And Yikes. 
first of all, the world around you immediately changes. Um, because correct me if I'm wrong, but the effect of third eye is literally just having your your third eye just yanked all the way open, right? Yeah. Yep. It's it's yeah. like it's like a wizard using his 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 sight. Uh, exactly. So it's the it's it's everything from all worlds naked and at once. Yep. Okay. First of all, uh, complete sensory overload. Absolute sensory overload. Do I, do I but, vomit controllably? Oh, I'm certain you do. Yeah, you don't yeah. notice, but yeah. Um, you don't notice. <laughs> no. Uh, around you, the it looks like the air is being torn to shreds. Uh, there are these tears and rips and gaps that look like they're just floating through the air and seeping through them is this, are, are tendrils of this thick, silvery, uh, sensuous fog that is almost completely opaque and seems to move as if it's a living creature. And, uh, in the darkness in front of you, uh, there's another exhale and a low growling that sounds terribly familiar. It, it, does it sound like a spider? It does not sound like a spider. Oh my god, a growling spider, that'd be terrible. That would be awful. Like um, of- hissing spiders, but ah. Like if all spiders growled and there was just a little tiny one in your house going, Gah! and you're like, where is it? <laughs> okay, so so here's my question, like, uh, is the effects of this like LSD for me? So if I were to like try to describe what I see to uh, my teammates, would it would it come? Uh, what's the word? I imagine that if you tried to describe this to us, it would just come out as blood curdling screams. Probably, but if you could if you could put it into words, my thinking would be that. The words your mouth chose would be their best attempt to filter pure objective reality into terms that subjective minds could understand. So the things you'd say would be true. They'd be words, but not understandable. I mean, sure. Some of them in French, probably. Yeah. Well, my my thought was, is it like gibberish? Like, like I'm just saying a random string of words that to me yeah. makes complete sense, but exactly everybody else around me just sounds like right. garbage. And which is in fact objectively correct. It's just that they don't have the the perspective to appreciate how how cordon blue atomic corduroy is is the way to describe what's happening. Right, right. Um, so, so all I, of you guys I, here, go ahead. What? I try to describe what I'm seeing to uh, my teammates. Okay. And you all hear uh, a stream of just light speed, nonstop, gapless nonsense coming from uh, Rowan. All right. And does that just foul up the, the thing for all of us and there's no way we can get anything through? Or does he stop at some point? Uh, I'm going to think he has to stop to breathe at some point. Okay. Um, when he does, um, I just say, um, I'm on it, Fiona, wake, stay frosty, and then I book it towards Rowan. What okay. in the hell just happened? Bad stuff, probably. Yeah. Give him wake. a slap across the face for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Wake turns to you with, uh, with his, his hand on his belt buckle, which is, um, it's a, it's a large... It's a large silver square 
but inside is a big, uh, it's a big beefy arm that's flexing, but it's been shaped by letters that form the word strong arm. And, uh, and he, he lets go of that and he says, what is this slap of which you speak? <laughs> oh, it's, so you take a fist. It's an open fist. All right, all right, I'm, I'm with you so far. You open it. Wait, what? You open, just trust me, open. Well, I don't, trust what do you me. mean? Like, a you're going to give someone a high five. Okay, okay, all, all right. And you hit the person across the face with that. Okay, but how is that punching? It's better than punching. How is that better than punching? Just, just, next time you see someone who's not me... All right. Just try it. All right, I'm going to have to give this a try. Yeah, it's very satisfying. <laughs> Pierogi Dalai Lama just chimes in. Yeah, that's a great idea, Wake. That's going to end real well. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> All right, um, Solomon, you find uh, Rowan a a babbling lunatic. I assume I find his vial of third eye somewhere on the ground. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it takes at least a couple seconds to kick in. Sure. So, I mean, uh, Rowan, if you wanted to, like, put it back in your pocket or whatever, you had time no, to do so. No, dropped, I dropped it, like... Okay, cool, sure. Magical like... drug trash everywhere. Um, Magical drug trash, good episode title. Yeah, yeah that's so, a good one, uh, I will collect that and stick it in my lead pocket. Sure. Um, and then just sort of, um, like, start trying to, not opening my, my sight, but, like, the wizard senses, just, just sort of feeling sure. out around around Rowan, see if I can figure out something to do about this. Sure. Okay. So if your wizard senses can be compared, and I think they can, to the experience of playing Pokemon Go, then... Okay. Occasional weirdnesses are just going to pop up like Rattatas and Pidgeys and maybe the occasional Venonat if you're lucky. Sure. Um, Rowan is uh, lit up like an enemy gym at this point. He is sending you real strong vibes. And whether those are just from him being in an excited state or whether he's channeling something that he's seeing, you don't know because you don't really know what's going on with him because he didn't tell you cats what he was doing. Right. Right. So um, and you also feel... Beyond just the coldness starting to seep in around, if you're extending your wizard senses, you're starting to pick up on some of that vibe they were. There okay. is an enormous cold spot right ahead of you in that basement. Okay. What form does Rowan's speakeasy take? It's a beard, uh, it's a, it's a beard like ring. A beard bead. Beard charm. All right. Can I remove that? Uh, if you don't mind reaching through a vomit-filled beard. Uh, I mean, it's gross, but I'll do it. <laughs> then yeah. All right. Um, I I kind of like wipe it off and put it in his pocket. Okay. And I get on the speakeasy and say, Rowan's probably just out of commission for a while. I'm gonna take him back to the the entrance if I can, and hope he doesn't get himself murdered. Freaking. Okay. All right. Uh, well, sounds like a plan. Like like, do I sense like like that he's about to move me from where I am? Like, do I, am I conscious of that, like, like... Well, as as far as you're concerned, have you ever used 3i in the presence of Solomon before? I, I don't know. Probably. Okay, probably not. Then, as far as you're concerned, this mechanical angel of perfect order and form yeah. and function has just appeared beside you and is, yes, about to attempt to usher you somewhere. Okay, I'm trying to explain to him that, that there is something important down in the basement... 
and it's probably relevant to what we're doing. Uh, I don't know how that comes out, though. Oh, it comes out like this. And get off the grave, and get off the white, and Muddy Python, and the Holy Grail's Black Knight, and Benito Mussolini, and the Blue Mini, <laughs> and Cowboy Curtis, and Zombie the Genie, you Robocop, Interpretator, Captain Morgan, Darth Vader, Rogue, Superman, every single Power Ranger, Bill, Left Preston, and Theodore Logan, Spock, The Rock, Doc Ock, and Hulk Hogan. I should mention for our listeners... This is the ultimate showdown. No, shut of, up. Of ultimate the, that, Shut up! <laughs> that, that was not edited at all by Dylan. That yeah, no, was, that was just raw. Um, that was just... That just so, happened. So, um, Casey, you're a monster. Um, so I, uh, get on the speakeasy and say, also, it looks like he opened the basement. So watch out for that, I guess. Um, and then I'm just kind of like trying to lead, um, uh, Rowan out of the school and just like, it'll be fine. Just take deep breaths, calm down. Okay. You're, you're in a mess and it's. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You're in a mess. You are a mess. It's all going to be yeah. okay. So you put your hand around his shoulder like Humphrey Bogart and the other actor and no one remembers. And you uh, <laughs> turn around. And the instant you turn your backs on the basement, an enormous scarbling, scrabbling noise issues from within. And a blood-curdling, thick howl issues from behind you. As you feel a wall of air uh, shifting as something enormous begins to move quickly, very quickly at you. Uh, we're going to cut to... Um, Shit. Yeah, we're going to cut to Fiona and Wake Wagner. Um, you guys are wandering through the middle of the school, which is where their, you know, their main auditorium, their main, you know, just sort of meeting place is for assemblies and things like that. And uh, it seems to be still very much decorated for the football homecoming game and all of their away games and stuff, as if to maintain the hope that football will return one day. <laughs> Wake, uh, Wake looks over and he says, You know, I, I never really played any sports. I mostly just punched people, so I don't really get this. You know, they have sports for punching. What? It's called boxing. Boxing. He takes out a little uh, little notepad. Boxing. Very good, very good. You're just learning all kinds of stuff today, aren't you? You know, it's always an educational experience hanging out with you, Miss Fiona. Oh, that's... Well, yeah. I know, you know, we uh, we didn't get off on the, on the best foot, what with the giant crow and all, but you guys have uh, done some really good work here, and I'm proud to be working with you. That was surprisingly articulate. Yeah. Uh, Peroa <laughs> chimes in, she says... Hey, wait, when's the wedding? Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Um, you are walking past uh, an enormous glass display case uh, in which is housed, uh, are housed rather, forgive me, um, artifacts and memorabilia and relics from actually the entire uh, lifespan of the school's sports uh, arm. So going back all the way to like 1960, whatever, you've got like their very first football thing. And then you've got the first football thing where black kids were allowed to play. <laughs> and then you've got just all the stuff leading up to uh, up to the modern what's us. And Fiona, as you as you walk along the length of the of the display case and get closer and closer to the present day, the air starts to get not not literally physically thicker. 
but on your on your weird fairy radar, it starts to get like a little a little slicker and kind of uncomfortable, like a uh, like a public pool with too much chlorine in. Dry. Well, not when you're in it. I I tell Wagner the weird feeling that I'm feeling and cautiously proceed. Oh, all right. Well then, uh, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the old uh, the old third side a little bit here. Do you have any? Don't do that! Don't do that! Don't do that! I never. Whoa! All right! Oh, whoa! All yeah, right! Okay. No. That's that's bad news. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't. Okay. All, all right then. Uh, <laughs> why why don't we just see what we can figure out without doing that? I guess. That's wiser. All right. So you guys wander down, and at the at the end of the display case, housing the the trophies and such from the then current. Uh, football season there's uh like a jersey and some certificates and stuff but uh housed in a in the center in a place of honor almost like an altar is uh what looks to be like a horn like uh like the like that kind and uh it's it's on a little a little stand and there's a little plaque on saying that they were awarded this this horn of valor for you know gracious conduct in the face of absolutely destroying another team or something like that <laughs> wake punch wake. the crap out of this display case well now this is uh this is public property here so i'm more than happy to punch it but i'm going to need you to literally tell me to do this punch the crap before you have finished the word punch, his fist is in the glass. <laughs> and he does it with such force that um that all of the all of the glass in the entire display case just shatters the entire way down. So this gla- this this hallway is now just absolutely filled with broken razor sharp glass. But um uh but yeah, there's all the whatnot and there's the horn sitting right there. I grab it. Okay. The instant you grab it, it's like, like there's some kind of internal gyroscope going inside it at full speed, making it vibrate to such a point that it takes all of Fiona's bodily strength to be able to hold on to it. And as you grab it, it is like, it's not unlike the effect of 3i, actually. Your, uh, your senses are instantly blown wide open, and you can see that from this horn... Uh, the thick mist that is filling the spaces between spaces pervading this school and leaking out into the real world surrounding it is all spilling directly out of this thing. Um, do I have enough sense of mind to put it back? Uh, let's find out with a forceful roll. Okay. Because that's going to be willpower, I think. I mean, is that fair, you guys? Yeah. Sure. Yeah? All right. I got a zero. Oh, buddy. Okay. Uh, no, you do not succeed in letting go, and what's more, from the edge of your field of vision, out in the mist where you see shadows darting and uncertain forms flitting about, an enormous eye opens and turns its terrible, weighty gaze on you, and you begin to hear words, and all of you, uh, with your speakeasies, and Wake Wagner, because he's right there, I can't hear it anymore. My speakeasy's off my beard. Yeah, well, you're... You're, you're not also... in his right mind anyway. Exactly. 
So <laughs> Solomon turns to Rowan and he's like, so Rowan, how do you think we're going to get out of here? And Rowan's just, I nearly blew right by you. I hurry to the subway when I heard someone say, and I'm like, as I stopped to get through, this was correct. To the proprietor, I couldn't help but expect the folding table by the railing laden with her goods. She's just, he's just, he's just, just, just gone. <laughs> um, Next he's going to be singing but, Music Man. Exactly. Yeah. First, yes, first Lemon Demon, then MC Frontalot, then the Music Man. That's All right, the, um, that's the declension. Everybody you throw in some Jonathan Colton yeah. at some point, Casey. What's that? You should throw in some Jonathan Colton at some point. There we go. I feel fantastic. You will, anyway. So, but you all hear, with the exception of Rowan, who's mad anyway, you hear Fiona in a voice that is unmistakably, like, coming from her face mouth, but not in uh, a way that has ever sounded like her, saying, The mist will come. The mist will consume all. All will swirl, all will be chaos and darkness in the never-ending twilight. And just, just, uh, madness continuing like that. And, uh, Pierogi Dalai Lama chirps in, Wake, what the hell is that? What is happening? I don't know. She's just, Wake, make what you do. Punch it out of her hand. Well, all right, I'm going to do what I can here. And, uh, he's going to try this slapping thing he's heard so much about. Yes. Yeah. Wait, I said not me. Well, it doesn't seem like you at the moment, though, does it? Yeah, and I'm also not really coherent enough to yell at him for it. Also, would he there not be go. slapping the object and not you? He's Exactly. Yeah, he's trying. He's trying. He's heard so much about it, and he thought, you know, it's time to field test this. <laughs> All right, that is going to be... Uh, that's going to be a four forceful. I'll say that's pretty good against uh, an object that... And to be clear, in the outside world, Fiona's just sitting there holding the object. Like, her struggle holding onto it was purely internal. Yeah. Um, but for a stationary object, of course, she'd do just fine. So, yeah, he uh, he just goes, uh, flat punch! And uh, just slaps it, slaps it out of her hand, and it goes skittering down the hallway. And, Fiona, you are released from the terrible gaze of whatever it was that lurked within the mist. I sit down. Flomp. <laughs> um, you all hear a short, sharp, hey, what are you, Wow! And Pierogi Dalai Lama goes quiet. Oh, balls. Uh, Meanwhile, Solomon and Rowan, behind you, you hear an ever-increasingly speedy and another howl and from without the basement. What's up? Does does the school have a threshold? Um, no. Okay. Well, okay. Well, wait a minute. Okay. 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 Let's let's talk about this for a second. Um... There are doubtlessly quite a few people, the teachers and staff, the one janitor who secretly lives in the ducts above the teacher's lounge, who would who would consider the place home, inarguably. Sure. But I'm going to say that the endless, literally endless flood of hundreds of thousands of students in and out throughout the year who not only don't usually have any special emotional attachment to the place, but actively do not want to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that its its threshold is minimal at best. Counterpoint: This music program has inspired the children to see Clackamas Middle School as a place that they would rather be than anywhere else. I wouldn't argue that, even if I could think of a way to. You, you are correct, sir. Absolutely, do whatever you're doing. All right. So I want to throw up a wall of force uh, at the entrance to the basement, okay, and bind it to the school's threshold. Threshold. Okay, absolutely. Um, you do so, you'll have to drop Rowan in order to do so. Right. But, yeah. Just kind uh, of, he goes like, long. dropping Rowan and then 
spinning around with my staff and just like slamming it to the ground and then nice like ripping this up real quick very gandalfian i approve yeah. yeah okay you do so and at the last possible second an invisible shimmering wave of force uh erects itself before you just as what you recognize to be sirnef the gray wolf from the uh from Son the underground of a garage, bitch launches himself at you, slams into the wall, and I am going to need you to make a forceful check here. Yep. All right. Uh, that is a plus two. Okay. Let's see what CRNF gets. Oh, God, you're lucky. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, bu- 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 yep. Uh, win goes to the defense. So nice. he actually he actually met that. So, um, it is going to broach your barrier, but I will let you dictate how it happens and what happens afterward. So he breaks through. Yes. All right. Uh, he slams through, like he meets a solid surface and then just sort of like keeps going until it snaps. Right. And then, uh, the force of that sends him tumbling and crashing into the, the wall opposite the, the door. Absolutely. Okay, and as he tumbles and crashes, you see that the arrow from before is still very much lodged in his chest. And as he tumbles to a stop, slams against the wall, he doesn't even yipe, which is odd, because that's what, that's what big dog and fooses do when they get hurt. They go yipe, like small dog and woofers. <laughs> but yep. uh, something is very clearly very wrong with him. Oh, good. Zombie yeah. werewolf dog. He seems real twitchy. And, uh, he seems real drooly. And your previous encounter with him led you to believe that he was very intelligent, indeed, like, possessed of sentience and sapience. But right. you look into this big ol' werewolf's eyes and you see nothing resembling a person anymore. Okay, well, that's rad. Um, how stunned does he look? Uh, you've got about three seconds. Casey. What up, what dog? What I see? Oh, god, the thing that you see is... <sighs> The thing that you see is what an angel has nightmares about becoming. The thing that you see... Wait. Has... What up? Like, like, a denarian? Uh, probably not. Okay. I like that you're thinking, but no, but no. I just meant, like, metaphorically. Right. Um, what you see crawled out of, uh, out of a forgotten god's graveyard and rent some dark form of life out of every forgotten star. It's, it is an abomination in the truest, clearest sense of the word. Okay. Is there, is there any, like, do I see like a concentration of its power, its form? Like, is there any like point on its body that, that all this seems to be emanating from? Is anything flashing, basically? Well, like, like, cause you, you mentioned the, the arrow sticking out of its chest. Right. I myself can't see the arrow sticking out of its chest, but I guess in the spot where the arrow would be, uh, I mean, I can't say, you know what I mean, like, I'm right. not seeing what Dylan said. Right. Sees. Um, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what you see. 
um, you see this big old walking sin uh, tumbling clumsily into a, a pile of matted, mangy fur thick with grave dirt and unspeakable substances. Um, and when you turn your gaze upon it, you see that all these tears in reality around you, all these little rips from which is issuing so much mist, are actually pouring tendrils of mist that are connecting to this creature. Um, I want to shoot it with my water gun, if I can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, here's the thing. You're stoned out of your mind. Yeah, that's why I said yeah. if I can. Okay. Um, let me, let me take a look at your, look at your what's-us here. Uh, there's my Rowan. Okie dokes. So, if you're just wanting to shoot him with a water gun, are you trying to put any, like, fairy juice behind it? Yeah. Okay, then that'll be, what, heart of your mother, I guess? I don't know, how many, what, what, how many fate points do I have? Do I have any? Yeah, we'll say it refreshed, because you guys had time to, you had time to chill and prepare. Okay. okay. Yeah, so we'll say everybody's back up to three. Uh, yeah, so I, I'll use my heart of my mother, then. Uh... I want to kind of like I, I I don't want to say so. Uh, how do I put this? Like it, it's not a holy water. It's not blessed water. Right. Is there any way I can imbibe my my uh, fairy juice into it in a way that acts more as a cleanser than a uh, like an actual yeah. weapon? Yeah, dude, uh, you're you're a spring fay. You're all about rebirth and and cleansing yeah. and whatnot. Also, I want to I, I want to make clear here that on your character sheet, which is freely available on our Twitter and Facebook page, um, it says heart of my mother gets plus two to forceful when manipulating natural water sources. So I thought about bringing that up because your camelback is not a natural water source. But then I decided, you know what's good enough for Rowan because he doesn't really care about his fairy side. So he'll be like, well, no, it's Arrowhead. Arrowhead's <laughs> a natural water source, but my I, I, I assume that I, I take the water from the uh, Willamette. Is that the name of the river in Portland? Oh, Willamette, Willamette. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's okay, cool. That's actually it. really cool. Yeah, I should. Like, snap I make more sure I make sure real. I'm not getting it from the tap or or anything. Right. I get it from a natural source. Right. Okay. Cool. Then yes, you um you whip out your Camelback Super Soaker contraption, which is by the really way, cool. I actually found a picture of it on the internet. The really? exact thing that I have, yeah. So nice. I'm gonna post it on the Semi-Automagic Facebook page once we yeah, jump. please do. All right, so you whip that out and you bring that to bear, and I'll give you the plus two uh, to forceful on that because you're imbuing it with extra cleansing renewal magics. So go ahead and give me a uh, forceful roll on that. And I, I want to like. You can't do careful because you're stoned. No, and I can't do careful because I'm I'm using the other side of me, not, not exactly. Not. So it's a plus. Wait, hold on. So my I get a plus two to forceful. Yeah. Okay. So roll your plus forceful three. first, and then just add plus two to it. Plus three. Oh yeah. Okay, I got it. Uh, three. Okay, that's a plus three, and he gets a chance to dodge. But you know what undead things aren't great at is dodging stuff, so let's see. Also, undead things that have been uh, slammed into a wall. So Yeah, exactly. So he is going to try to dodge that, and he is gonna fail. So, yeah, he tries to... He actually does succeed in scrambling to his feet, only in time to take a snootful of uh, of glowing fairy water. 
And uh, Solomon, you can't see this because you're still reeling from the blow of having that uh, wall of force um, forcibly broken against you. But Rowan, you can see that when the wall of fairy juice hits him, uh, not wall, the stream, whatever it is, uh, it actually does sever a couple of the tendrils of mist that seem to be feeding him from these rips. All right, cool. Um, now, here's another question. Yeah, uh, dog. I've used a heart of my mother, which means I get a stress on my fairy track. Which Correct. Which means that, that I take on more characteristics of a fairy than a human. Correct. I, um, so does that help me control my my magical sense in any way, at least to communicate uh, more than I was able to? Uh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. That's super cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, so what is it you're trying to do? So I, I just want to like get to a point where like I can, I'm not a babbling crazy guy. <laughs> sure. Okay. Then yeah, absolutely. You, you can, I can now, I will let you express one idea to Solomon basically, but clearly. Okay. Um, <laughs> see, this is my weak point, Casey. Uh, okay. Give me, do you want to, do you want to switch back to them while I formulate what I want to say? Like, Jack uh, yeah. So, sure. so sure while this correctly, I imagine that while this has happened, like yeah. right after this thing slammed into the wall, and like I'm taking a knee for a second, I imagine that's when the no, don't do that, don't do that, don't don't do that. I imagine that's when that happened, just to keep the timeline straight, right? Yeah, it's all happening more or less simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so and everybody hears uh briefly. Uh, pierogi Dalai Lama saying, hey, don't, she's she's back, you guys, we're not alone! Uh, and then just a large, crashing noise. Shit. And, uh, yeah, you hear her try to scramble up. You guys stay where you are, I'm bringing the fight to you! Oh god, that's what yeah. we need. And we're gonna, and we're gonna cut back to Fiona and, uh, Wake Wagner. Miss Fiona, are you okay? That thing, I don't, I don't, you know what? Okay. She, he, uh, he offers you an enormous hand to help you get back up. I take it. Okay. Uh, he accidentally lifts you three feet off the ground, but then sets you down very gently. Thank you. You're welcome. Don't okay, let me you... touch anything ever again. I'm, I am I mean, given what I know of you, I don't know that that's a promise don't I can keep, but I... Okay. Let me touch. Okay. Uh, I think maybe we need to go see if Perot is okay. Are you, are you all right? Are you good to roll? No, but we need to. Let's go. Okay. Okay. He touches his belt buckle again and says, All right, Pierogi Dalai Lama, we're on our way to you. And uh, you two head off to the north. And the north is the, uh, we'll say it's the sciences wing, where it's all of the nerds. Exactly. It is. It's where all the nerds keep their hearts. <laughs> hey. What up? That's actually hey, hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you you make your way north through the science classrooms and begin to see a trail of destruction that starts with, it looks like something just busted through a wall, honestly, at one point. And after that, you can see slash marks uh, in walls and what looks like uh, burn marks in a very odd, almost lightsaber-esque uh, sort of pattern. And glass is broken, beakers were thrown, 
Bunsen burners were used as impromptu flamethrowers. Uh, it was a real bad scene. And Wake, as you're going through, is just, like, reading the scene like a really experienced tracker. It's like, oh, yes, there were three horses. One went this way. One had irritable bowel syndrome. But he's doing it with <laughs> this. He's saying, all right, looks like something busted through this wall here. And Perroa responded with that. Hey, you know that cool whippy chain thing she can do? Yeah, looks like she tried to counter with that here. Somebody threw her into this, which means they should be fighting right here. And he he turns and he does a cool uh, roundhouse kick directly into a door that really didn't he didn't need to do that because it just swung right open. It was no problem. But inside is uh, like a testing lab for science stuff. You know, <laughs> science stuff. <laughs> you know, a yeah. chemistry lab. Exactly. It's it's a sure. big open space. Yeah, and inside uh Fiona, you and Wake see Peroadalma engaged in pitched combat with what would appear to be that bitch Piper. God damn it. This bitch again. Yuck, who's a motherfucker? And if you take a moment to notice, Piper does not look the same. Uh if if seeing her before, like, when she was just pretending to be a little human gal, like, if that was her Charmander form, and then last time was Charmeleon, she's, uh, she's in full Charizard mode now. So, her hair is a complete wild, nasty mess beside her. All of her limbs are just masses of sinew and muscle, and she's wearing a really upsetting mask. Uh, it looks to be one solid piece of wood. And it has uh, antlers sort of jutting out from the front and going up over her head a little bit. And you see that she and Pierogi Dalai Lama are, are currently fighting. Piper has one of those Legolas swords she had er- earlier. She's got two of those now. And uh, Pierogi has her, her whippy chain, which is full of light and super badass. And there is some really cool acrobatic stuff going on. And you and Wake just kind of sit there for a minute like, huh, look at that. And uh, Peroa notices you're there and calls out, Hey, you guys, anytime now! Um, there's, like, a bunch of glass and debris and stuff. Oh, so much. Okay, so I push Wake Wagner, like, behind a wall. Just And I yell to um, Peroma to duck. And I use my bow staff to get up as much air as I can and fling all of this debris directly at Piper. <laughs> all right, she sees what you're doing, and uh, she she winks at you and goes, Wank, and then just drops down. <laughs> and uh, so I imagine this is going to be forceful? Yes. Go ahead, girl. Roll it up. You got a two? Yep. Okay. She's going to try to dodge that. Doodle-doo. doo Oh, that's a lot of minuses. Um... And yeah, that, uh, that just meets. So she was defending. So what's gonna happen is your, your wall of debris is uh, absolutely going to hit her. And she is gonna take so much broken glass to her exposed limbs. I'm picturing her wearing like, like a jungle tunic kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, but so her arms and legs are completely exposed and she's, it's, she's just bleeding all over. Her face is still protected, but she's, uh, slammed up against a chalkboard on the wall 
but she manages to land and be slammed in such a way that she can position her legs to spring back off of the wall. Uh, only now she's got like the uh, chemical structure of bismuth on her back and chalk. Um, so she's going to do that, and noticing that you're there, she is going to launch herself just straight at you. And there's no, there's no break in her movements. She, all of this is one fluid thing with her. So she gets slammed against the board, she springs back immediately, and she is going to launch with both of her blades straight at you. Uh, except a certain Punchy McHuge is going to get to punch something. All right, let's see here. Um, that is a plus five forceful for him, which is pretty good. And sorry, I've got to roll against my own characters here. It's weird. Give me a second. And and those are some minuses. Yeah, absolutely. And he his his knuckle dusters blazing with a uh, a sparkling green light. He just punches her right out of the air, like right as she's about to impale Fiona a couple of times, like right through her, right, right through her tummy gut, just, just boom, folding her in half and launching her across the room. Uh, his, he stands there, his knuckle dusters smoking. He just looks to Fiona. I got to punch something. Very good. All right. Um, Piper is is over there trying not to barf inside a mask because gross. Yeah. And uh, Peroa turns to you guys. Uh, what do you guys think? Should we? What do we? What's going on? Where are the other two? I don't know, but Rowan did something incredibly stupid. Okay, this place is dangerous. I feel like we should get out of here, and we'll have a better chance of taking her. What do you think? Yep, bring it outside. She's got an advantage in here. Okay, cool. Let's go. And uh, the three of you hoof it back to, um, actually, you know what, Fiona, because you're on the task force, they're kind of looking to you for guidance. Um, you're technically their boss. Sweet. Oh, no. Okay, so while you decide uh, where you want to go, Rowan, have you decided what it is you're going to express to Solomon now that you've gained a small amount of control over your drug babble? So so what, I, what I'm assuming is, yes, he can understand the words I'm saying, but I'm not actually, like speaking super coherently exactly you're not gonna you're not gonna rattle off a treatise but you can you can get a basic uh a so, basic so here's sentence. what i'm gonna say monstrosity infernal monstrosity fog dense fog alive connected water cleanse par- partially severed connection need to cleanse okay uh all right um uh, and uh solomon from his kneeling position, stands up, uh, staff in his left hand, drawing his warden sword with his right, and so very oh, yeah. Gandalfian nice. again. Um, and I begin to perform the haberdasher's blessing. Um, Tell me which... more! <laughs> no, this is a thing we decided back during the fight with the, the big bird, was yeah. I wanted to do like a cleansing ritual, and you just called it the haberdasher's blessing. <laughs> Sounds like me, sure. So it's it's just a personal cleansing ritual that I am then okay. directing at the wolfman with my uh, staff as a as a oh, yeah. uh, focusing implement, right? Do it up. Um, and so what 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 am I rolling for this? I guess. Well, it depends on how you want to do it. Do you want to do it quickly? Do you want to do it forcefully? Do you want to do it carefully? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. Uh, I mean, can I get away with doing it carefully? 
Probably. I guess it all depends on what uh, the giant wolfus's roles are, doesn't it? Tee-hee. All right. Um, I'll tell you then... this, though. He is he is currently standing there, um, as all dogs do when hit in the snoot with a big jet of water, uh, mm-hmm. shaking his head and and rubbing at his face with his big ol' his big ol' wolfin' paws. And uh, so you've got a second. All right. I'm going to put Rowan in between myself and this thing before I start, uh, and then sure. go for it carefully and hope that do Rowan it. is prescient enough to stop it from hitting me. Um, do it. And that's going to be a plus three. Hell yeah. Okay. Let's see what we got here. You know, undead things, not terribly quick. Good. So, yeah, he only managed a plush two there. Yep, you hit him, absolutely. Tell me what the Haberdasher's Cleansing Blessing looks like. So it's a, it's a very short, uh, just like, you've seen swordsmen's demonstrations where they are seemingly dancing through this series of cuts and slashes and, and thrusts mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it's, it's something sort of like that, where it's this series of of motions intended to sever ties, right? Okay. To sever magical ties with, uh, with hostile forces. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it hits him square up in the, uh, in the Wuffle Snoot and he is knocked heartily backward against the wall once more. Um, Rowan, you see that more of those missed ties are cut. There's still probably a good dozen, um, pumping whatever this is that's keeping him alive into him. But, uh, the, the hold is, is definitely being weakened. Solomon, as you, as you step forward to fling the haberdasher's cleansing, um, your leg, which had been previously chewed up, decides that it has been through a lot tonight. So, um, you're gonna have to go ahead and take a stress. Okay. And that I just don't like means that much. That's, that's fair. That's fair. But, uh, your pant leg is now pretty soaked in blood. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, no. Okay, so the, the big old dog and foos is momentarily stunned. Cool beans. Right. Uh, Rowan, you it, wanna do anything? Well, okay, so, he did his cleansing. How many, so how many did I get rid of? Like, when you're saying there's like a good dozen left, uh, you got rid of two or three. And then he got rid of... Uh, Another two or three. Okay, so... I don't know. So at this rate, it's Actually, two more rounds. We keep this guy Actually, stunlocked. I do. I do. I have, I have my... Uh, I have my wits about me, right? Like, sort um, of. More than I did. So yeah. I'm going to take my camel back. I am going to chuck it at the the monstrosity... Uh, and I want to like shoot it, shoot the camel back. Absolutely, okay. absolutely, so, I'll allow it. Okay, so so I have my fairy juices running through the camel back. I throw it, and I'm gonna have to do this quickly because I have to time this perfectly. You really uh, do to get it done. I guess this is kind of clever. It's up to you, Casey. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow clever definitely. And okay. if memory serves, you've got a higher clever anyway. So go for it. Clever. Uh, two. Okay, and let's see. He is stunned, which isn't great for dodging. Also dead, not great for dodging. Let's see here. Oh my, no. 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 Um, so that works perfectly, actually. Your camelback goes sailing through the air, a glowing orb of supercharged fairy juice. And uh, it explodes in the air, just uh, maybe a foot above his head, drenching his entire body in this beautiful, eerie, shimmering uh, St. Elmo's fire in liquid form. 
and uh, it causes him to freak right the hell out. Uh, he's attempting to do that big old dog and shake and throw off all the water he possibly can um, while scrambling away from you guys uh, towards what you now know to be the center of the school. Um, Solomon, all you saw was a dog freak out that there was some glowing juice all over it. Yep. And, uh, Rowan, you see that maybe half of, maybe three quarters, well, well, I'll say three fifths of his remaining ties have been cut. So he's down to, if you wanted to put it this way, uh, you he's know, down the three to fifths like, compromise. Exactly. Oh! oh! No! <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say that's the name of our episode. No! No! <laughs> that upset everybody. Everybody! Yep. <laughs> oh, Okay, so yeah. That was a history down. joke for those of you it not really in the was. know. It really uh. was. Okay, so you... That was so much more than just a history joke. That was... Yeah. All right. Was. Okay, so it so, goes running. Yeah, he scarpers off um, and has maybe, I'll say, a quarter of his total, of his total um, uh, missed lampreys left. Uh, so Solomon, you and Rowan are left uh, by your lonesomes in the hall for a moment. I I say fuck and then pass out. Um, seeing him pass out, I say son of a bitch and just take off after the, the dog and foos. Cool. You head on down there. Okay, uh, so Thony, that is going to be your second. You're up to two face dresses now. Yep. So what happens? I haven't gotten this far yet. Well, okay, so I'm, I'm going to give you a choice. I could either literally just read you what I have for the consequences, or you could find out organically. Uh, find out organically. Yes! Okay. So, you guys head off, well, I mean, Solomon drags you. What are you, how are you getting Rowan there? He's not, he left me. Yeah, no. Oh, oh fair enough. Okay, well, have a nice nap. So, <laughs> Solomon, you head north. Um, what's that, Jackie? Never would have been able to figure out what was happening if I didn't use my sights. Okay, so uh, Solomon, you head north and you see uh, big old, big old wet doggin prints, and uh, they vanish mysteriously. And oh, shortly after that, yeah, shortly after that, you see this enormous hallway just filled with broken glass. Because why wouldn't it be? Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And running down towards you from the other end are uh, are Pierogi Dalai Lama and Punchy McHuge and P.F. Chang. All right. I'd like to, um, like, Moses-style part the waters, but with a blast of air to send the broken glass uh, parting down the sides of the hallway. Absolutely. You don't even have to roll for that. That's so cool. Yes, uh, totally. That happens. Cool. Cool. Fiona, there's a Solomon, and he, he made your uh, your your passage much easier. Thanks, bro. Yeah, no problem. What the fuck is happening? Ouch. Okay, so that girl is back. The one with the bad attitude. And the bow and arrow, that one? Well, that too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, I think I maybe wore her down a little, but I don't I don't know if she's taken some classes or maybe if she used a pre-workout before she came here, but my God, she is... I'm pretty is sure she her. digivolved, man. Okay, well, I don't know what that means, but that's... Not relevant. Okay. The Doggenfoos is also back and is, uh, okay. So, Rowan, alright, alright. Cleansing is what we need, right? Dispelling, uh, uh, some kind of ritual that's gonna keep these things away from their power source. So, uh, I know let's what get. Power sources. 
What's, uh, okay, great. What's the power source? It's a big scary horn. Don't touch it. You see the big scary horn. Oh. Well, shit. All right, any of you got chalk? Um. It's a fucking school! No, don't. <laughs> let's not split up. Okay, new plan. Uh, and then I do the same, like, Moses parting of the waters thing, but uh, create a fine line of broken glass around the horn and seal the circle. Uh, hell yes. Um, and then I say, all right, defensive positions, do not let them touch this. Okay, so I assume you sealed the circle? Yes. Okay, very good. The instant you do so, you hear... A heart-rending, absolutely pitiful howl from inside uh, the auditorium next to the giant trophy case. Good. <laughs> and uh, as soon as this howl issues, you hear, uh, faster than you would believe was possible, a pitter-patter of bare, calloused feet rushing at you guys down the hall as fast as her little steppers will carry her. And you turn and see that Piper is booking it toward you guys. She draws her bow, and she is going to use a stunt. Yeah. Okay. Da-da-da-da. So that's... Okay, um... I'm going to need you guys to try to dodge some arrows if you can. However, right. however, you know, in your preferred fashion. All right. Uh, I am. You got to beat a plus four, guys. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. I am going to try to hit the deck and throw up just, uh, like a current of wind. Mm-hmm. Um, like just sort of windshielding over my front half. Sure. Okay, um, yeah, uh, and go ahead and make your roll. Is that, what, quickly, I suppose? I, sure, I have a zero in quick. Um, well, I mean, bum, bum. Yeah, that's no. not impossible, then. <laughs> that's, it's not great, it's a plus one. Plus one. She wasn't aiming for your top half. Uh, an arrow goes straight through where uh, Sirenef actually bit you on the leg earlier. Well, but I did hit the deck, right? So, like... That that was the whole point, was that I said I hit the deck and then throw up this windshield. Oh, and then deflect upward. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, alright, very good. Then, yeah, you deflect the main hail of arrows. I'll say that you sustain, like, a couple of ouchy flesh wounds. So okay. nothing, you're not, like, pinned to the ground or anything, but you've definitely, like, like, Solomon Byron, I mean, look, he exercises regularly, but he's getting up there, so he's got some love handles. Sure, yeah. And now now those handles have piercings. Great. Awesome. Uh, Fiona, what's up? Ow. Uh, I'm going to try and do something similar. I'm going to use my bow staff to send a gust of wind up, and I'm also going to hit the deck. Hell yes, do it. Uh, and, how are, and how are you doing this? Do it. Going to have to beat a plus four. I got a three. You got a three. That did not work. Okay, so I'm going to say you took a glancing blow to one of your arms, so you're you're bleeding and in serious pain. And uh, you did deflect some arrows, but one of them went right into Punchy McHugh's punching shoulder. Oh, God! Oh, no. Ow! Sorry. All right, what are we going to do, you guys? Uh, Don't let her touch the horn. Destroy it! All right, all right, you guys work on that. I'm gonna work on punching our problems. And he, and he makes his, he rips the arrow out of his shoulder and then goes, ow, that was a really bad idea. <laughs> and then, uh, just walks on down the hallway for to meet and make battle. 
and uh, Pierogi Dalai Lama says, "Okay, get, get, do you do you need me, or do you want me to hold her up? What do you want me to do, you guys?" Go help Punchy. I'm gonna go help Punchy. Bye. And she yeah. uh, she takes off down that way, and she is actually, I think, uh, going to do a stunt as well. Yeah, she is going to grab a nearby chair. And she is going to use a stunt she has called Uno Momentum, por favor, where she can uh, use any object she can swing to generate kinetic energy to be released either on contact or as a ranged attack using Forceful. So she's going to pick up a chair and just kind of wing it at Piper. And that's not going to work even a little bit. She uh, threw it out a window, you guys. Good job. Good job. And it kept going and landed on the moon. Proud of you. The the Baron has a nice new... uh, chair for his guests. Um, exactly. Exactly. So I would like to, uh, similar to what I did with Theodore Preston when he was trapped, just start yes. building energy in this circle. Totally. You build that energy, son. Yeah. Yeah. Do the that air becomes just... tense and thick. Yeah. Oh, um, Sol, uh, Thony? Thony? Okay. Like, look, dude, I don't want you to have to sit the rest of this out, so how are we gonna wake you up? Um... I don't know, like, how... We, we never... We, we discussed that I'm using third eye as as like a way for me to suss the not that's not the word see the wizard whatever the magic right word. so we never really discussed what the time lengths are how long it lasts like right like okay so then messages and stuff like that yeah then i'll say it conveniently uh runs its course it's a very short acting form of three eye uh, and it uh, runs its course, and you wake up in a in a cold sweat. Okay. But as you wake up, the after images are are still are still in, burning yeah. in your in your noggin, and you can see that the tears in reality are actually uh, wavering, and less mist is is pouring through them. They seem not to be closing up, but as if whatever is pouring in from the other side is losing steam. Okay. Uh, I follow where they're coming from, which, which will lead me to where everybody else is, right? Right, yeah. Um, you get there, and you find Solomon with his glass circle, and you notice, and you see, uh, Punchy McHugh and Peroe Dalai Lama halfway down the hall doing pitched combat with Piper, and it's really badass. To her, to her bad guy credit, Piper is fighting off both of them with her Legolas swords at once in this really acrobatic fashion. But, uh, Peroa Dalma, you don't, you guys don't know if she came from like a dancer background or what, but Wake Wagner's actually just kind of standing back and watching because it honestly just looks like the two of them are doing this incredibly graceful, beautiful dance routine. Okay. Um, um how, like, how big is, what room are they in that they're fighting they're in? They're in a hallway, bro. Uh, how far, how long is this hallway? Oh god, this is this is a main thoroughfare. Uh so this is like the length of the school. Okay, so I I run has she noticed me? No, she's too I busy run, fighting. I too run busy. as far back as I can. I take out my sniper rifle. Okay. I and since uh okay, so like she's obviously like has the upper hand, right? Like she is uh, Well, I'd say she's fighting two people at once, which is a distinct disadvantage. Okay. Well, uh, she's harming... What I want to say is she's uh, on the verge of harming my friends. No. Uh, which reflects on my human side, mm-hmm. uh, which means I want to use uh, a heart of... Uh, sorry, face of my father to yeah. 
uh, try to carefully shoot her in the fucking face. Absolutely. This is when you use careful, my brother. Roll it up. Yeah. Uh, so I, I pull up my sniper rifle. I set it down. I grab my scope. And I hopefully do not... Uh, I mean, I have a plus five now. So yeah, I don't think I'm going to miss. Uh, well, here's hoping. Four. Four? Okay. And let's see if she can beat that. Take that. She'll take that at a minus two. Da, da, da. She does not. Uh, so, yeah, you manage to actually hit her square in her wooden mask. And it doesn't, it doesn't penetrate because magic would, but it, it knocks her flying ass over tea kettle backwards. And she is, uh, she is out stone cold. I I, nice. I grab my speakeasy, I shove it in my beard, and I yell at uh, Solomon to to put her in a circle. Kind of busy, buddy. Ugh. Yeah, maybe we should have more than one person who can make a circle. Okay, Karoa, well, wait, Karoa, do or, or something. Punchy. Someone well, use a okay. fucking circle. Punchy, he's not doing All right. anything. All right, I've been watching Before a lot of Full Metal that. Alchemist. Before he does that, I steal her mask. <laughs> cool. Okay, it's yeah, you have now. one. You have one really badass mask. Uh, her face is actually her face is actually really really sad um, when she's not snarling or pretending to be a little human girl. She actually looks younger than you've ever seen her, and sh- her face just looks like it's seen so much grief and heartache in its time. And even in the rest of unconsciousness, even in sleep, there's a trouble that will not ease from her brow. But uh, Pierogi Dalai Lama says, all right, I've seen a lot of Full Metal Alchemist. I think this will work. And she and Wake um, actually form a circle of hands around Piper's body oh, and God. extend themselves. And you hear a quiet hum and a really thin, wavery, but very much there, uh, wall of energy goes both up and down from the circle formed by their arms. So she is she's she is now Zordon. Okay. Okay, guys, I don't know how long we can hold this. You better do whatever you're going to do. All right. That's, that's all I got. Yeah. I so, don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, um... Am I this, helping? This power... Yes, Wake, you're doing great. This this okay. power that I've been uh, coalescing around the horn, um, I am now going to bring to bear and, like, funnel it and channel it straight into the horn and attempt to just, like, shatter the goddamn thing. Just overload it with its own. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Uh, Every effort, every ounce of your will is poured into concentrating and focusing these energies. Um, Fiona, where are you? I mean, I know you stole the mask, but what are you doing? Fair enough. Okay, yeah, she's over there doing that. Um, And as you do so, you feel unbelievable resistance um, your third eye is actually cracked open a little against your will, and inside the circle you see uh, that it's just filled filled with fog and mist, just an opaque column of thick, silvery uh, fog. There's got to be a better word for fog and mist. I need a thesaurus. <laughs> um, but uh, rising inside the column is uh, a large, incredibly muscular form and uh it begins to beat on 
on the walls of the circle, but as your, as your will begins to compress the energies inside, it is shrunken down and forced into a smaller and smaller space until finally, with a, with a final effort of concentration, everything you've got inside you, you give one final push and the horn is finally overloaded and an enormous, uh, soundless explosion, uh, visible really only on the magical wavelength, but still very dramatic. Um, tears through the inside of the circle. It's complete chaos in there for a second. And uh, when it's finished, there is no figure, and there is only a horn which has been broken in half, not unlike the one found at Gilead. I fucking knew it! <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm like, Casey's describing this horn, it's the horn of Gilead, like... Alright, so... So you did it! Oh boy. Except that there's still another object somewhere here. And there's still an unconscious... Piper. Well, I'll tell you two things. I'll tell you two things. One thing, you hear a final garbled, howl isn't even the right word, it's more like a pathetic mewling from uh, from inside the auditorium, and it finally gurgles uh, to a halt, and no more is heard from within. And uh, when you guys look back over, you see both Pierogi Dalai Lama and uh, Punchy McHuge still holding hands. Uh, but looking at you guys because of what just happened, and there is no Piper in their circle, son. All right. Well, well, that's probably a good sign. Or a bad sign. Or a bad sign. Like, whatever. The horn's, the horn's done. We have, assuming that this was the ontomorphic field dampener, there's a blade hub to go deal with, right? And that's gonna be on January Oleander's person somewhere, like Theodore Preston's ring, right? So, I'm Kidnapping. gonna guess, uh, well, possibly. Why we can we find that out. Her, why don't we hide in her classroom and <laughs> jump up and scare her? That doesn't seem like it'll work. Listen, the point here is that we have made significant progress in solving the Throne of Mist's horrible awfulness. Um, and it's been a good day's work. And now we just need to find January, who I assume is going to be here pretty early tomorrow. So why don't we just stake out here and, uh, you know, pop up and scare her is one thing, but why don't we actually, like, you know, stop her? Yeah. Okay. So is that what you guys are doing? Yeah. Laying in wait? Okay. You uh, hang out. I assume you raid the cafeteria, as is your right. What's up, Dylan? Uh, we need to wrap up. Okay. Very good. Um... Well then, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the narrative reins for a second. If that's cool with you guys. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, you lie in wait. The instant the early morning staff arrives, of course, uh, the police are called because of the incredible destruction and havoc that's been wrought on the school. Noticeably absent is one Miss January Oleander. Uh, when local when when her fellow teachers and faculty came calling upon her, she was tragically, found dead in her home. Huh, bummer. Uh, a small golden uh, horn on a chain slipped as if from around her neck and fallen to the ground beside her. Oh, good. And I think that is where we will call it. That was a hell of an episode, you guys. It was. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for listening, for telling a, a friend about this show if you think they'd like it, or if you think they don't. I don't really care what your friends like. Make them listen to us. Wow. 
So join us next time here on Semi-Automagic Inc. Uh, check us out on Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter. And we couldn't do all of this without all of your love and support. And you know what? We've never done this. Jim Butcher, thanks for writing the Dresden Files, guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, we we literally would not be here. I mean, we'd be doing something, obviously. But it wouldn't be this ridiculous world. And I'm so glad it is. Yeah, and that's not to presume that Jim Butcher is listening to this. Just throwing well, that out ever... there into the ether. No, I'm 100% sure he does. Oh, yeah, totally. Really? Yeah, totally. All right, until then, um, we love you all, my buddies. Have a great two weeks, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, all our buddies. Bye.